0: This podcast is brought to you by STEM Recruitment Solutions. STEM Recruitment Solutions was formed to merge the knowledge and recruitment skills of Scotland's best-known and talented technical recruiters, covering jobs from bench to boardroom, across the science, technology, engineering and maths industries. STEM Recruitment Solutions is an independent specialist consultancy working with and supporting clients on the cutting edge of their industry. STEM exists because they know firsthand that good people can transform business and the right jobs transform lives. Find out more at stemrecsolutions.co.uk And if any business comes to STEM through the podcast, they've pledged to make a donation to the football club. So please, mention us when you get in touch. Welcome to the OTL podcast, it's pre-season time, I've got three diamonds with me to review the upcoming season, so uh, after a, a, a hiatus from the podcast down to getting married and having children, we're delighted to have David Quigley back, hi David. Hello, thank you for having me back. And uh, and you just said off, off camera as it were, life's been a breeze since, so so well done, you've you coped to the first six months better than, than I ever did.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to curse it by saying it on air, but it's been it's been, <laughs> it's been brilliant so far.
0: Uh, and also not heard from him for a while, Alan Porteous. Welcome back, Alan. Oh, good to be here. And and Andrew, I don't think you've been on for a while either, so i delighted to have all three of uh, you breaking a bit of a, a dry spell. Andrew Duffy, how yeah, are you, Andrew? thank you.
2: Very well, thank you. Very well. Excited for the, the real stuff to get started.
0: Uh, so, yeah, we've got the season coming up. The last podcast we recorded... After Ian Murray had left, but before uh, the appointment was made. So that's probably the best place to start. So, uh, Reese McCabe is the new manager. Alan, throw it to you first. What what did you make of it? Yeah, yeah, it was
3: a, it was a bit of a left field one, wasn't it? To, to, to a point, um, to be honest, I, you know, it's a bit of a risk. Uh, there's no two ways about it. In fact, I, I generally think that player managers are difficult roles to play and it's a bit of a risk. But this, this, this you know, he's a young guy. Um, obviously a a good leader. Um, You've shown that on the pitch. Um, Aye, it it has a risky aspect to it. There's no two ways about it. But but in saying that, I think you've probably got to applaud the board to a certain extent, simply because there was that vulturous threat, if you like, of the whole squad breaking up. And I suppose the one thing that this definitely does is I think it's patched that up substantially. The fact that we've really only lost Dylan Easton, and if, if you'd said that to me at the end of the season that we'd maybe only lose one of our good players, you would absolutely take that. And I think that's uh, that that's that, that's to be commended. It's, I think it's been a very forward thinking move, albeit risky. But my only concern, and I know a number of other people have talked to me about it as well, is it's and fingers crossed it never happens. But uh, you know if things go wrong, what, what ends up happening? You, you've get your. Your play, your manager, and your assistant manager are two of your best players. It, it, it leaves a strange situation that I don't know if they'll have discussed that. They may well have, and uh, I don't know that that would be so pluses and minuses effectively yeah. in it. And but throwing my support behind it, as most Ulster fans I think seem to be, it's, it feels quite exciting, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, I, I think the same as you. Probably the most logical illogical appointment it was about you know why wow, really but then the way that it has kept was well, kept him here possibly kept his cousin and assistant manager as well and as you say, I, I was really worried when we lost the playoff final that that might just be another year where all these good players go somewhere else and yes we've lost dylan Easton, who, who was excellent but we've kept the, the vast majority of other guys you would you would want to keep so uh, andrew you're nodding away there what, what, did, you, what yeah. did you make of it were you were you shocked
2: I was, I was very surprised. Um, I departed for Switzerland with Chloe just after news had broke that Ian Murray was was departing for Pastures New and was all crestfallen and devastated. And uh, then when I couldn't get signal at all the whole time I was out there, but Chloe got signal and shouted down from the hotel room when I was at the bar that we signed our new manager and that it's Reese McCabe. And there's that moment of you're looking at how many pints you've had and thinking what's happening here. But... Um, as you both kind of pointed on it was very left field but the more you thought about it the more it makes sense crucially it retains those retains those players himself you know arguably the best player last season or the most important player last season given how vital it was that he was able to fill in at centre half and do a good job it keeps Dicey there as well and if there was any chance that he was leaving that was never going to happen with Rhys taking it on and then Clearly, there was buy-in from a lot of the other guys from last season, given that we re-signed so many of those players. So, there's a lot to be said for that. And I'm also delighted that we didn't do the sort of, well, here's one of the many, many faces of the managerial merry-go-round that will have you know fired their applications in. I don't think the club ever said they were welcoming applications, but no doubt loads of people will have fired some in. And instead of picking someone like that, who's maybe been over the course a few times, but, um, but it would bring their own kind of baggage, we've, we've went with something a bit different and a bit um, bespoke, you know, to their to situation, a player that they know. The guy from the moment he stepped in the door last season has kind of just oozed leadership. Um, when we played Steny in the cup away, and at the end of the match, I was covering for Brian, so I was doing the interviews. And most of the players had left for the time we'd finished the interview with Ian Murray. And he says, I'll go and see who's still about and who's willing to come out and speak to you. And it was Rhys McCabe. Little did I know I was interviewing the next elder manager at the time. But it's that kind of thing. It was him that fronted up after the Queen's Park defeat in the playoff final. Um, he's just, he has his oozed leadership since he's come in. So um, the players seem to be buying into it. That's why they've signed back on. So you know, it comes with the risks. you have talked about, of course, it does. But so would have any other managerial appointment. There's there's no gimmies. So I'm I'm excited to see to see where it
0: goes. David, he's he's 29 years old. Is it weird seeing somebody so young take the take the reins?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's it's it took me by surprise. Hundred percent. I never expected. Uh, you see, see Reese appointed as manager so young but when you, as Andrew says you watched him on the picks last year and he was a leader, you, you see him talking to younger players through the games he was constantly coaching everybody along the back line through the games you could see the game in front of him well it was just, you could see some players come into the club and you can see there's something about him and Reese is one of them, there's definitely something about him, he, he's just great with other players as a leader on the partners and stands out head and shoulders. It, it's a, as a player manager, I hope it doesn't deter from when his performances on the pitch. You know, he's a manager as well. Uh, it's a lot of pressure for him and he's such an important player whether he's playing in midfield, hopefully midfield or centre-back. but um, as you look at the other names that we're going about, who, who out of them excited you? You thought, oh, he could come in and do a job. I think it was Alan Johnson, John Hughes, McIntyre, guys like that that have been there, done, they've been about, they've not really done it anywhere. So, I why not go for it? Yeah. You know, um, there's, there's nothing to be lost. Well, there's plenty to be lost, but, you know, why not? Just go for it. We've got... It means we keep um we keep four days and as has been mentioned a lot of the other players from last year seem to be buying into it. Bad Dylan Easton, but hey, you know he's replaceable. So I go for it. Let's see what the year brings.
0: Yeah, and it's funny that bit you mentioned about you hope it doesn't take away from these performances on the pitch the The one that sticks in mind is uh Jim Goodwin, who's obviously going on to do really well, but it's not that long ago. We all saw him have a nightmare first half. <laughs> two two yellow cards get sent off uh, for Aloa uh, and uh you were trying to work it was oh, a half time team talk here he so went there and tear a strip <laughs> off them when he I think he scored an OG as well and got sent off in the first forty five minutes. And he tore a strip off his cell in the dressing <laughs> room. and uh, he he didn't play a lot after that um, but he was a lot older I think, McCabe's still of an age where you hope, it's not like the the legs are going or anything but but it will be, you would think it would be tricky to be doing everything that comes with being a manager bear in mind we've moved from having Stuart Miller to helping Ian Murray early on, doing all the the contractual stuff uh, so having to take the weight off Ian so that he was only coaching uh, initially to now having Reese having to do all his recruitment, uh, the, the the contracts, taking training, playing himself, he has got a lot on his plate. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he does. Uh, I'll try to think of Alan, any other player managers at Airdrie you can remember? Did Gordon McQueen play at all? Sandy Stewart
3: played was I think uh, he played uh, a wee bit, Played uh, latterly, and I, I do remember a couple of games towards the end when things weren't going particularly well that he unravelled on the pitch a couple of, just. Uh-huh. Just frustration and, you know, could, couldn't affect things, you know, the bigger picture a little bit. And, and it def, I would say it probably affected his game a little
0: bit. Am I right?
3: Was it was he a player manager?
1: I think yeah, yeah, I'm sure I
0: think he did. did. Yes, and he was. And even right. Jimmy Boyle waddled out a couple of times for, for Airdre United. I think in the early days when we were struggling for players, so he was on the coaching staff. But I'm sure he made a couple of appearances at fullback. In fact, I'm, I remember him playing a game at Aki's. Uh, um, was I that not Kerry Black? I'm I'm sure I'm sure Kenny Blackie did play as well, but I'm sure I saw Jimmy Boyle play maybe once or twice in the very, very early days of Edre United yeah. when they're probably still trying to get bodies in.
1: Uh, I remember Kenny Black playing at Hamilton and uh, it was left wing back he played. He never played there when he was 20, <laughs> 25, so
0: uh, and what do we think that you should have this is the bit that's tricky. I like the idea of him having like an older Trusted head uh, on the bench for when he is put. So if he is going to play, just somebody being his, his eyes and ears. But it's it's difficult because we see people mention something like Sandy Clark. But Sandy Clark's a big name. So if they do well on Sandy Clark's there on the bench, everyone's going to think it's because Sandy Clark's on the on the bench, and actually it's his team, and that would take away from from Reese. But at the same time, you think it would be beneficial if he can have like a trusted lieutenant on the bench. So. Is that worth pursuing? And if so, who would you go for? David, what do you reckon is anyone out there you think could, could fill in?
1: Oh, well, Sandy Clark's the obvious name because he was about the club at the end of last year doing commentary um, for Diamonds TV one of the games. But, you're, you're right in saying, you know, who would get the plaudits if we were doing well? Would it be Sandy Clark or Rhys McKay? But, I, personally, I don't care if as long as we are doing well <laughs> it wouldn't bother me. um. And, you know, some of the Sandy Clark might see that as an avenue back into the game to get his own gigs somewhere down the line. But it is risky for him as well, knowing that he's not the guy in charge and that he's just advising. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't know. They did mention a support structure. And from that, we'll presume it's someone with more experience going in. But it, I've heard rumours of Brian Prunty doing his badges and stuff so that he's got them all for being on the bench. So, we'll, we'll wait and see what
0: happens. Andrew, would you? Yeah,
1: I mean,
2: I think, um, first of all, you would really need to know what kind of assistance Reese feels he needs, if any. And then you would have to find someone who not just will have the experience to help him in whatever avenues he needs help in, but will also fit with his particular football philosophy and, and style. You know, there's, there's no point in getting someone that's going to be chopping cheese with them and to help because they'll just not, th- there's nothing productive about that kind of relationship. So, you know, I'm sure there'll be a support structure in place. It might not be necessarily as formal as we all first assumed. And that it's going to be, here's this guy who has been appointed because of a vast experience in the game to be in the stand or be on the dugout bench to um, assist Reese while Reese is playing. It might be a bit less formalized than that. Um, Reese McCabe's got plenty of contacts in the game, um, as we all know. So it may well come from something um, less official and something more um, in the background that we don't really necessarily hear that much about. And ultimately, it's about what works best for for Reese once he gets these players in and he can focus on match days, the training getting the players ready, getting teams picked, then how much assistance will he actually need apart from another pair of eyes in the stand maybe to um, have a different view of the game than you would get from being on the grass or the <laughs> new non-grass um, I don't know but you know, it might not be something that's quite as necessary as you might automatically or a, we all automatically assumed right at the appointment That might not be something we need a, proper
0: formal role for yeah Alan what what do you think would work on or what I guess you need to have a certain number of qualified coaches on the bench just for SFA rules so what's the how do you do that give Rhys McCabe support but not step on his toes
3: the obvious answer to me if it's just a little bit of seniority I think Rhys's dad goes to all the games get his dad on the bench and then they could just use it son Son, come on! We could get a wee bit of family interaction, a wee bit of a family Barney going, that I sort get, of stuff. So I it's just a bit, just a, just a steadying influence. From, from
2: his dad him. does enough of that shouting from the stands anyway, so <laughs> that's going to happen regardless.
0: Yeah. It's difficult. It's like, you see, Andrew, it sounds quite simple at first. Get somebody in to help him, but you, I think you need you need a bit of a lack of ego in both parts. So. Yeah. And for them to
2: properly mesh together yeah. and, and be able to work together,
0: because what we're talking about something detracting from his performances on the pitch. If somebody's on the sidelines shouting something that he doesn't agree with, his, his yeah. head will go. Uh, exactly. So we need to, be able to trust each other and be singing from the same hymn sheet. Um,
3: Seriously, so. I'd be more tempted to go with the, the status quo. does you know Brian Prunty is probably you know a fairly level head, and he's yeah. he's he's a part of it. You're you're not. It's part of something that's been there before, and they know each other. So, you know, why ultimately would that not, you know, work? I, I do I do think you do need somebody to be off the pitch to be looking at what's going on. You know, it's it's a difficult decision to manage your own game and you know everyone else's as well, and understand what's happening across the pitch tactically and and what have you. So, you know, that that that, that it doesn't seem as difficult a situation as we maybe be making it sound.
0: Yeah, and I think Prunty. The type of personality he is does feel like he would it would fit quite well. I don't think he mm. would be trying to make a play for actually being the, the, the manager. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that could be the could well be the answer. Uh, and and right. you've got Salim, you've got Salim as well
3: because he's not going to be in the pitch very often. So there's another
0: one that's been around <laughs> a long time and knows the club. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed he's not back in the commentary box blocking blocking Andrews with the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Right, the, the next thing I guess is the recruitment so key to, to the manager is building his team uh, as we see we haven't lost I guess many of the players, we've lost Scott Agnew some of us might think at least one game uh, d- too late <laughs> uh, we've lost Dylan Easton who we, we will obviously miss he was a, a star man last year and then the ones that are less obvious all, all the loanies are gone and don't haven't found a way back yet so Brody Patterson was part of that very long run uh, Afolabi came to came to the team in the the playoffs and and actually uh, offered something there. I'm now thinking about who else was on loan towards the end of the season. Oh, McGill uh, was playing fairly often as well, so we were, we're in numbers.
2: McDonald uh, as well.
0: Ma- yeah. Uh, so uh, and Devaney. Uh, so Devaney's back. Or well, two Devaneys are back as of tonight. Uh, Keeper in from Queen of the South, who uh, from the chat on. Pye and Bovro, their fans may be gutted about which, which can only be a good thing. Uh, and Cammy Valentine recognises maybe the best uh, fullback in the league coming coming to us. So some good business, but there was that kind of burst the business not long after uh, McCabe was signed up, and there was a chat that the the Ballantyne deal was done and dusted before Murray left. Um, so I think we've all had a bit of a sense of frustration at wanting to see the fountain pen pop up in Twitter more than more than it has. So where do you think the squad is at the moment, Andrew? Start with you. I mean, how many how many more players do we need before the, the, the league kicks up the, the league cup kicks off in anger on Saturday?
2: Yeah, well, um, squad size right now so fourteen at the time of recording, right? Um, albeit that's including David Hutton and uh, Salim, who maybe isn't ready yet, given that he didn't play any minutes in the um the preseason cup games, and um, but he did. Go through his training So it's right, so obviously You You don't Really Need to spend Too much time Being all terrified And worried about Whether you've got A 17-18 man squad For counting beat away In the League Cup um, Especially considering The League Cup Starting Eight, nine days Earlier than it did Last season So it has come up Quicker in the season Than it did Season before So obviously The temptation is to compare Right well we were actually quite sizable squad before the League Cup games last year. It has come a wee bit early and we have had a wee bit of um, upheaval um, this pre-season that we didn't have or we haven't had for a wee while. So I'm not in any way panicked by that. And there's still plenty of time for us to make sign-ins between where we're recording now and the game against Cowdenbeath. We'll probably need to because a size of 14 including Hutton and Salim's probably not you know, enough or we'll be out there with, with two subs. Um, so that as it, being as it may, I feel like Ray is a great signing, um, not just from everything that we heard about him from fans of other teams, who a lot of them said Queen of the South might have been joining us in League One a lot earlier than they ended up doing if it hadn't been for some of his performances. But he was very, very vocal in the games at the uh, Broadwood and the North Lanarkshire Cup. And uh, he would come for crosses and collect them. Very rarely had to do much, but when he did, he did it well. And obviously, Rhys McKay will be delighted to have a vocal keeper behind him, given his own goal. Last season came from perhaps a lack of communication from behind him. We've talked about the retention of really, really good players. I mean, McKay, Fordyce, Frizzle, um, all players that you worried would be away. Um, we've, we've kept Gallagher, we've got Gabby back, we've got Watson. So there's a lot of um, solid players that we've retained from last year. Ballantyne, as you've talked about, is a great signing. So I think the business that we've done has been good. I like the look of Davenny and McMaster in the games at Broadwood. I thought they looked some nice touches there, albeit it's difficult to judge just how well they were doing when it's pre-season and everybody's going to be rusty when there's trialists in amongst it and everybody's going to be sort of not sure of each other's game and when you're playing Stirling Albion and Cumberland Colts no disrespect to Cumbernault Colts massive disrespect to Stirling (laughs) Albion but that's fine Um, so but of what I've seen of them they look decent and I like what we've seen of Devaney when he did play last season for bits and pieces so I think the signers we've made have been good I don't think anyone would say that we wouldn't be happier if we would had a few more in but I'm not I'm not overly worried about the size of our squad before cutting Beath away. As long as we've got a good size squad for the league game starting, that's that's really the the be all and end all for me, and I'm sure there will be.
0: Alan, you were at the North Lanarkshire Cup, so of the signings that have been made or the the trials, who I guess are ones that might be easy to to sign, were you impressed?
3: Uh, it's kind of, it was a bit of a mixed bag, to be honest. I mean, the, the main thing, the, the biggest, more general point to be made was that both the games, I was quite encouraged that, that we were picking up, picking up where we kind of left off. Style wise, you know, we were, we were playing the ball on, on the deck. It was all quite measured. In actual fact, we probably, had, and certainly in this in the Saturday game, we we humped the ball up the park far far less than than, than even uh, last year. So that was quite that was quite encouraging. As Andrew says, I mean, I think it becomes awkward to to judge just, you know, the, the effectiveness of some of the guys because Sterling stood office quite substantially in the middle of the park. And uh, Cumbernauld, Colts, you know, they've got they've got a lot of young guys and they're not huge caliber, to, to be honest. So, I mean, I I'm looking in the next few weeks or so. To be overlaying on top of the style and whatever, and the guys that we've already got, I feel there needs to be a bit more physicality about us, and that kind of runs right up the backbone of the team. You know, a, a solid centre half, a, a ball winning hard man midfielder, and a and a robust centre forward. You know, to be honest, um, the the forward may not come to fruition because we seem to have quite a number on the on the books already. But that's that's kind of what I would be looking for of the of the the guys that did play. Um, the young boy, Ruiz Diaz, would it be probably the number seven? Um, he he looked a real player. Again, that whole physicality of the whole thing. You don't know, you know, is that going to be something a style of play? If he eventually came to, his, would that surface and be effective on a Tuesday night at Montrose when he's getting bullied about the place? I don't know. Um, Telfer, again, you know, it comes with a good CV. You know, undoubtedly. So that that would you know it was difficult to tell and against the competition. He pretty much strolled it, but was not, you know, ousted off the ball in any way, he was not jostled out his his game plan. So ultimately, you know, did did stroll. Um, the rest of it to, to my mind were all pretty much uh, young, young boys kind of kind of making up the numbers at, at that stage. Um the 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 interesting one being the big centre forward that came on in Sunday. With his uh, uh bright, would that be bright? Ockison and and he's two sh- two small shorts. I, I felt quite sorry for her. You know that. How difficult was it for him even to run rather than kick a ball? Um. Other than that, yes, it was it, it was interesting and it was just it was just nice to see him playing football again. Um. I was I was getting a bit fed up. I was actually getting so desperate to watch football. I've been sitting watching. Uh, demo games on FIFA and stuff like that you know it's just <laughs> anything to get a game
0: in so yeah it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks I think it's maybe Bright Ockerson's dad rather than uh, McCabe's dad that we went on the bench judging by some of the content on his Facebook page he'd have the, motivational the players that really believing in themselves yeah
3: it was brilliant motivational therapy he was inspiring Brian Prunty that's how
0: motivational he was <laughs> uh, David what have you made of the signing so far are you excited? Um...
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, and apprehensive about uh, we still've got a bit of work to do before we get there. Um I'm excited by some of the players we've retained. Callum Smith through the last last half of uh, last season was excellent. Um so he was a must sign uh, must keep for Dice and Bruce McCabe obviously um the management duel, but um if that's what we had to do to keep them then uh, not really complaining. Um, Watson as well, he's signing, was a great, he's solid, pretty consistent, and is a couple of dips in form through the year, but over the, the, the course of the season, he was, he was very good. Um, Gal up front as well, you know what you're getting with him, he will score you goals. Um, he'll miss a few sitters, but he'll get you a lot of goals into double figures. Uh, Cammie Ballantyne coming in, that's an excellent signing, as is the keeper, but, but I've not seen the keeper play, but from what I hear, is an excellent signing. So you know we've got a, we've got a great spine of our team there, and um, we just need to the, the next few signings are very important. Um, players that are going to come in and actually improve us, especially after losing Dylan Easton. Um, we need someone in there. Uh, Frizzle obviously we signed the best time out, but. You know, it's, we, do, we do have a great spine team there carrying on for the last season. So it's just complimenting it we with, with players that are going to improve us and and give us a bit more depth. I, I can't comment on the trial list for the weekend. I wasn't there. Um. Uh, so I, I can't really comment if any looked exciting or not or, or worthwhile signing. But um, the, the only thing it concerns me is you don't really hear is. Uh, rumoured to be signing many players That just now that they excite you that you think, oh, that'd be a great signing usually every close season there's a bit of a gossip and you get you excited but there's nothing at just now so we'll, we'll see what the next few weeks bring us and we, we, where we end up in a few weeks but I'm, I'm quite optimistic just now that we've retained a lot of last season squad and I think that yeah, we'll probably use the loan market to dip into and improve it a bit, rather than say, go around and get a marquee signing. I think we're probably looking at getting a should signing through the the loan system. So uh, we'll see over the next couple of weeks how it goes. But I'm reasonably optimistic at the moment we could, we'll be up there challenging at the right end of the season, at like, uh, the right end of the table again this season.
3: David, I'm not so sure I I'm, I'm, I'm mind greatly not hearing all the rumours all the time because... Yeah. frequently, you know, you hear a name and you get a bit excited and then you read that he's signed for somebody else and you then also think, you know, there's a disappointment factor in that and uh, you wonder as well, is there's a wee bit of a factor that when somebody gets linked to you at their level, does that just alert other clubs as well and it just, you know, and the the, uh, what do you call it, the agents are doing the rounds and, and they do, you know, they get linked to us and then they end up, you see, you know, they get touted elsewhere, and they go somewhere yeah, else. So, I,
1: absolutely, I,
3: I have the complete faith that, that that they're doing their best behind the scenes, and I don't really feel greatly entitled to know every step happening. Of the happening. What's yeah. happening? You know, yeah. it's I'm, I'm I'm I have faith and 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 hopefully come come the first league game. You know, I'm I'm hoping we've got more than twelve same players. You know, so yeah. that, I mean, that that's a given. Yeah. But other than that, you know. I'm, I'm, well I'm, I'm personally
2: that. glad We're not like Kind of just signing bodies In some desperate attempt To have a packed out squad For like said, Cowden Beath away Like take the time We need to get good signings in For the league campaign Signings who Make the squad stronger um, Experience would be nice I think additional experience Would be nice Because we had the The youngest squad In the league last year um, But A crucial ability To Make the squad stronger. That's that's the key element. And as we've talked about, we had a very good side last year, comfortably second, miles better than everybody else in the division, excellent unbeaten run. So retaining retaining the crucial components of that side that we have was a was a big start to our, our recruitment for this season because only uh, Smithy and Salim were were signed on for another year already. So there's a lot of good work done there, and I'm comfortable and confident that that'll continue, but we don't need to rush into it. We've got, you know, take your time and get the right signings in that, as as David and Alan have both said, will actually improve the team rather than just signings for signings sake.
1: Yeah, and I've saw interviews, I think it was uh, John Rankin at Hamilton and uh, Jim McNeil at Peterhead saying the market's a lot tougher this year. There's a lot of players holding out till the end to try and get the best deal. So, I think it's going to be a couple of weeks till we actually see the the, the final players signing up in the squad, taking its final shape.
2: Uh, there's no Jim McLean figures to grab people and chain them to a desk and make them sign contracts. You know, players. I'm sure they've had loads of contact with players, and loads of clubs have your right to point that out. I listened to um, Mac and Ali and Rankin on the radio talking about how difficult it is, and they're not alone. A lot of the clubs in their league and below, and some of the teams in the league above are still on the hunt for players, are still looking a bit thin. Yeah. Um, The League Cup being that bit earlier has probably caught everybody on the hop a wee bit that's involved in that competition. Dundee United have got a European game soon. They've made their first summer signing today. Um, So again, that's another team that had to change manager. So we don't know to what extent that upheaval might have had an impact behind the scenes on players that might have been coming in. But um, ultimately there's certainly nothing to be overly worried about right now with the league not starting for another couple of weeks.
0: Alan's been mauled by a cat at the moment on the screen. Uh, all that said, that was the most bizarre Airdrie lineup I've ever seen with, with so many trialists for the second <laughs> game on Sunday. But it did just make me think, I don't wonder if anyone will come up with the same one that I have. Have you any great trialist memories as an Airdrie fan? anyone can jump in on that one I,
3: I, I was thinking the, ob- the obvious one for slightly older folk like myself was and it was probably mid-season but we, we played Carl Harris um, who was a Welsh internationalist at the time he was, and it was during the time that uh, Gordon McQueen was there and Gordon then ended up making a very he only played a half and got taken off I think at half time Broomfield was covered in mud and I think he kicked the ball about three or four times in the whole game and Gordon then said that he was embarrassed for Carol. Now, I could never work out whether he was embarrassed that we had been so garbage that, that a Welsh <laughs> internationalist, you know, should never have been in the same pitch as us, or he had been so garbage that he should never have been introduced <laughs> in the first place. It was, it was kind of very, it was a bit of a strange one, but uh, uh, I, Carol Harris, Welsh internationalist, that was that was one. Um, Frank McIverney, I'm pretty sure, played as a trialist for his, in a game that I didn't go to, it was a midweek game somewhere or other, possibly at Far Hill against somebody. Um, and the only other one that struck a chord, I'm pretty sure Stanley Sir Stanley Matthews played for us. I don't know whether he would be classified as a trialist or not, but it was in the war years, and he and he, and he played for us when when there were arrangements like that, and players just played when where they could get a game. So that, that would be the obvious ones for me. Um, other than that, I just can't remember anybody. I can't even remember the players that signed for us now, let alone the trialists.
1: For you... me, uh, for me, there's a couple of memories. Um, I remember Kerry Black putting a team out at Stenhouse-Muir full of trialists. I can't remember the year. It was definitely Kerry, Kerry Black as manager. I think Joe Cardle and is it Mark, not Mark Noble, that's a West Ham player, but Noble up front. We were 4 0 down after about half an hour. We ended up losing the game 5 0. He hooked the two centre halves after half an hour. It was just an absolute disaster. I don't think he signed any of them, obviously, but because it's Den I think they were in the third division at two. We or maybe in the first division. And I 5 0 at the end of the game, 4 0 after half an hour. It was a disaster. Um, the other one I remember is we, we must have just moved into uh, New Broomfield and we played St Mirren in the league. Uh, I remember them having a, a, an orange away top at the time, and we had a, a French boy playing for us. It was one and only game. Scored a free kick. a screamer, I think it was. Uh, won, won the game 1-0, and we wanted to sign him, and he just disappeared, never to be seen again.
0: Well, wasn't the boy that
3: stood and faced the opposite way for corners and things? Do
0: you Remember uh, that maybe, but it was he only played one game. He was actually on a French standard grade reading, Singbo. Paper. was that his, was his name? Single, no, Felician Single. Uh, he oh, was, not he was later on, oh. he was signed. Uh, right, no, it's, it's, about, so, it's about, it a
3: he it had another name that was kind of similar to another, a better player that played down south at the time. Was that, it know? was ha-
0: Habib Sizoko, but he wasn't related to any other Sizokos. Aye, was that him then? Aye. So, try this. I've got, I've got two, uh, one Archibald team. When they got themselves onto a good run away at Brockville, uh, a young Finnish guy, Tiro Pilvi, comes on and scores, but nobody knows his name. So the crowd in the terrace at Brockville start chanting, Trialist! It's <laughs> <laughs> which 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 my favourite trialist, maybe ever. Uh, and the other one was only because it's such a scottish football thing to do at the time when rod wallace was absolutely tearing up for rangers and we just moved into the new stadium i thought this might have been the one that you said david i'd forgotten about it uh you reminded me uh ray wallace's brother played one game for us uh and i don't know whether that was on any basis other than his brother playing really well <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should we should try him so those are those are the two that stand out for me uh but i i definitely the, the trial is chant i, I was just good, I a good bit of terrace humor from the the uh, and he went on to sign, so he scored a few after that. The Archibald team, Tim McManus played as a trialist for them, but I think there a few games cancelled for bad weather, so we barely ever saw him. But that was at the time he was breaking through at Hibbs. It's been interesting if he'd, he'd played a wee bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, right, to finish off, something, something a bit lighter. So, t- one of the, the tweets tonight has been a signing, but there's also been news that after a hundred and however many years Adria having to dispense with the famous diamond jersey for a couple of games uh, which the, the way the world global shortages the, the stuff's got to come from China it's not here yet but Umbro have pulled together a, a red and white striped shirt so uh, can you bring yourself to to be excited about us reverting to the 1885 kit uh, rather than what's become more commonplace uh, Alan this feels like one for uh, for, for you <laughs> I feel horrified. Absolutely <laughs> horrified.
3: It, it's got, it's got memories of the. Remember that Avex strip that was supposedly a diamond. If if the di- if the di- if the shirt had actually been six long, foot long, then the diamond would have reached your, your bollocks, probably or something. I don't know. Um. So and, and that that just spelled disaster for me. Did we not go bust not long after that as well? So <laughs> was, I'm, it's going, I'm really lying. on the line here. <laughs> If you avoid the diamond, that's your peril. That, that's it. So I'm a bit worried about that. But yeah, yeah. but it's another one to buy for the uh, for for the the, the ever growing collection that I seem to have. <laughs> Strangely obsessed as a 54 year old guy now with wearing <laughs> football
0: tops. I, I don't know if it'll ever be on sale. So if you can get yourself one of these, Alan, it's going to be a real a real collector's piece. Well, that's that's, uh, that's
2: the interesting
0: part. I think could it's worth a Kiki sponsorship
3: deal with somebody then, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and make it the fourth person to sponsor somebody, you know, just to uh,
2: the throw, throw that shirt.
3: nasty one into the into the, the, the mix there. But yes, and and, and, and for myself a pill for myself a red and white striped shirt as a collector's item.
0: <laughs> Andrew.
2: Um I think it's worth bearing in mind that this would have been the third shirt that we'd have been wearing. So unless the third kit was going to have a diamond on it anyway, Um, which it doesn't usually. This isn't really replacing a diamond. Um, I've not really been a big fan of the third shots the last couple of years. I didn't really like the one for last season, and I didn't like the yellow one for the season before either. So actually, from the the wee photograph that they shared, I actually think it looks quite smart. Um, I'd be surprised if I end up liking the third kit more than actually quite like this wee emergency replacement kit Um, they've got something to wear and it's the, the replacement for the third kit, who cares mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to getting the, the home kit and the away kit getting a look at them and, and buying them and adding them to as Alan says the, the ever growing uh, collection of shirts that one day I might not be able to fit into Um, but <laughs> across that, that bridge when I come to it um, right now I can still get into a few seasons ago's tops, so I'm I'm doing okay, still keeping myself trim. But um I actually think it looks quite smart. So I'll be surprised if it if the third kit when it does arrive, I like it better. The recent trend is that it's been my least favorite of the tops, the third kit. So I think it
3: looks fine. The, the bigger issue sure, the, the bigger issue surely has to be that if we're going to sign bright that, Ocasin that we have big enough shorts. Not that the top is not the <laughs> issue. <laughs>
0: Uh, David, how about this for a scenario? We we scud Caledon Beef, uh, followed by victories over Edinburgh. Who else have we got? Simran. Simran. uh and, our broth, and, and it's as good a performance as you've seen in many of the years supporting Airdrie. We've had all these playoff final defeats. Could it be that Diamond Jersey is actually cursed, and this is time for a, a rebrand? And we need to go red and white stripes.
1: Okay, I'm not superstitious, and <laughs> 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 I don't see that happening. But I oh, say it's a nice, a, sh- a shambles from not for the club, for bro. You know, it's not like they're a small company, but it's it's a nice stop, Don't get me wrong, it is. It's, uh, do a a third kit or something, but you know, it's it's not like they were at the shop that we're going to order a kit at the diamond and it was bespoke. <laughs> so it's you know how how can it is? It sounds like it's going to be quite late. You know, there's is there any reason game.
3: why it is late? Why,
0: why is it so late? So this happened with Hummel a couple of years ago, but for the first few games, I remember talking to Doug about this. What Hummel did was they like screen printed a version of like the same design in the UK. So just starting with a white shirt and putting whatever was on it, but it didn't have like panels of mesh down the side and bits of piping on it that the eventual one did. I think it's just because they're all made in China. Yeah. Everybody's strips come out at the same time. So if there's any kind of shortage of nylon or whatever it is, they're made of these days. They're going to do their big orders first and not the little early order at the end of it, I assume. Yeah. I mean, and then you need only, to get it here from China.
1: That's what we've got fourteen players, two of which are goalkeepers. So they need twelve of them <laughs> playing Saturday. Surely they could have managed that.
0: I should just ask the ask the fans to hand your strip back And it'll be it'll come yeah. to you with a signed uh, We could never get enough Of last year's jerseys uh, I think
2: last Last season As we've seen The And it seems I don't know if it's a Tradition or something But anyway Last season The third kit came first And there was a wee bit Of a wait Between then And um, The two Really uh, Smart Good looking um, Home and away kits From last year So presumably That was going to be The plan again That they always knew That The um, The home White with a red diamond and whatever the away kit going to be this year we're going to be towards the end of this month or August, for talking's sake. And it's the third kit, essentially, is my understanding from reading that article, that's late or later than anticipated. They were expecting to be, as they did last year, playing the initial League Cup games in the third kit, which is why we weren't playing in the airbrush shots against Motherwell, which is even more galling. We're going to win the game. Against Marlowe, But we're not dressed like Airdrie really I thought that was a,
1: a great chance To have our home strip on show On TV against our rivals What a great way to launch the kit And they, they missed an opportunity
2: Sometimes these things, I guess You know, as as Colin says These um, supply issues Aren't um, necessarily in, in their hands I mean, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure if there was anything they would have wanted it would have been their shirts been there on time but you know ultimately it is, it's the league cup games and it's this or whatever the third kit would have been is what we would have been facing had this not happened so fair play to the people at uh, teamwear fn teamwear that got something together so they're going out wearing something
0: what was i term? guess shirts free skins <laughs> <For> yeah exactly <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, and I, I, I spoke to someone. It sounds like the clubs order was in plenty of time, but it has been they've been let down by the manufacturer. So, yeah, it's what it is. I, I actually quite like the. Noting Scotland plays in red and white sure shirts. Tons of teams down south too. So, yeah, we bit of a change, and yeah. uh, hopefully it's one that we remember because they played really well in it. Uh, if Before, that's all we've
2: got to complain about this season, we'll be doing all right.
0: Exactly. Before turning to the diamond to to go on a league-winning campaign, picking up that's where it. we left off last Save year.
2: that for the real business.
0: That would do me. Cool. Okay, gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, looking forward to the season starting and we'll catch up again soon. Cheers. Brilliant. Thank you.